I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to Inside Sources. Sorry about that. Uh, Democrats have made history today. On the floor of the House of Representatives, they have they haven't finished yet. <laughs> it is the longest open vote in the history of the Republic, and it is still open. So early this morning, about six o'clock a.m. Utah time, uh, a motion was made to have the House adjourn, and that's sort of a procedural move to see if everybody really wants to stay in town or if people want to go home. And they have held that vote open uh, even as we speak. And we're still waiting for that vote to be finalized. It looks now that there is enough votes to uh, to not adjourn uh, and stay, which would be the indicator regarding whether or not the Democrats have things in place to actually set up a vote on two critical pieces of legislation. So lots of headlines on this, a lot of hand-wringing on this. A lot of waiting around to get past the headline to find out what's in the bill and what's the path forward. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So as I said, uh, the vote is still open. This is the uh, longest vote they've had. Now, I am seeing uh, some breaking news that the House is going to begin debate uh, on the budget bill at one uh, fifteen, so coming up here in just a few moments. So it looks like the Democrats may have cleared out the logjam in their own caucus. We'll watch and keep our eye on that and see why that might be happening. Uh, today, President Bat- Biden once again called on House members to pass both the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the reconciliation package with the social spending bill, the $1.75 trillion social package. Uh, This is what the president said earlier today. I'm asking every House member, member of the House of Representatives, to vote yes on both these bills right now. Send the infrastructure bill to my desk. Send the Build Back Better bill to the Senate. Let's let's build an incredible economic progress. Build on what we've already done. So the, the president once again saying, come on. Let's get this thing passed. Let's get this done. He did say, uh, following the funeral for Colin Powell, which we'll cover a little later on in the show today, uh, he did say he would be making calls throughout the day to get everyone on board to get this uh, moving forward. In his press conference earlier today, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said the vote is still open because Democrats don't have the votes yet. 
Can you believe the vote is still open? You know, we made history today. This is the longest vote held open in the history of Congress. Just because they don't have the votes for their bill today. All right. So that was Kevin McCarthy earlier. He went on to talk about the fact that uh, there is no CBO score. So, again, Congressional Budget Office score, which basically says your projections in terms of the costs are realistic and the way you're going to pay for it is realistic. And so there is a CBO score that kind of measures, well, you probably won't get that much out of this particular tax or you won't. It won't be that cheap. There's no way you can do it for that amount of money. It's going to cost more than that. So there is no Congressional Budget Office score. We know that would take at least a few more days, if not another week. Uh, So Kevin McCarthy went on to talk about the fact that we have a 2000 page bill, no CBO score. The Congressional Budget Office has not shown the American people exactly how much this bill will cost as required by the Congressional Budget Act and the rules of our House. And the CBO reports that that they will only arrive as American families get an enormous receipt from their Thanksgiving dinner. There will not be a CBO score until Thanksgiving. One clue we have of the price tag, however, comes from Wharton School. Their budget model, it states that the true cost of the Democrats' bill is $4 trillion. Okay, so looking at the what is the real cost going to be and you know what are the gimmicks and procedural moves that are being done, that's part of the reason you want a Congressional Budget Office score is it can tell you, well, this is a gimmick or this is a scheme or this scheme sounds good, but it probably will only produce this amount of revenue to pay for it. Uh, so uh, we're going to continue to monitor that portion of it. Last night, Senator Manchin called for the Democrats to just pause, to just think about the issues that people are dealing with and that this is not the the cliff that we're looking for. Well, if you don't take in consideration what people are going through at the gas pumps and at the grocery stores, the inflation that's coming, at first we thought it was transitory. If you recall, Brett, about a month or more ago, I said, let's take a strategic pause. Let's see where we are. We don't know about COVID. It kept the variants of COVID kept going up and down. We weren't sure what it's going to have effect on our economy. They kept saying, well, this uh, inflationary uh, uh, thing is basically going to be maybe transitory. Uh, and we're finding out it's not. And then we have a geopolitical fallout from Afghanistan that we're going to have to deal with sooner or later somewhere in the world. And I said, the need that we have right now of all the aspirational things in the reconciliation bill, most of that is covered in the ARP bill with the American Rescue Plan that we voted in January. 1.9 trillion. We have people covered clear up through 2022 and beyond. So it wasn't like an urgent. And I don't know why we're acting like it's so urgent. Uh, yesterday, uh, Manchin went on to say that the the country really is a center, center right uh, country and that we actually need to come together if we're going to get any of these things solved. It's not going to be solved by the far right or the far left, uh, but those who are willing to come to the center, not necessarily to agree on everything, but to have the conversation about the things that matter most. We just have to work together. We can't go too far left. This is not a center left or a left country. We are a center, if anything, as a little center-right country, and it's being, that's being shown. And we ought to be able to recognize that. And all of my friends on the left are progressives or liberals or whatever. I said, I'm not. I always say that I'm a, I'm a responsible West Virginia Democrat. And I, I'm fiscally responsible and socially compassionate. I think most people in the middle feel that way. But I also empathize with the people on the far left and the far right. That's aspirational. But come together, realize what can and can't be done. 
Finally, President Biden was asked if these bills should have passed before the Virginia's governor election. Uh, this was an interesting exchange. And do you think that Terry McAuliffe would have won if your agenda had passed before Election Day? Well, uh, I think we should have should have passed before Election Day. But I'm not sure that I would be able to have changed the number of very conservative folks who turned out in the red districts who were Trump voters, but maybe. So as we look at all of that, and again, we're watching the floor of the House of Representatives right now. They're uh, just wrapping up. It looks like they will conclude the procedural portion of the program. Looks like people are moving uh, to the floor there. So I think they're going to begin debate uh, I'm not sure which bill they're going to be debating, if it's going to be the social set spending package or the bipartisan infrastructure package, which already passed the Senate uh, back in August. So all of these things we're going to continue to watch and follow. Uh, these have heavy implications, political ramifications, uh, both uh back in Washington and across the country as we look towards the holidays, as we look towards the midterms in 2022. And uh, all of this, we're still stalled with the same basic challenge and problems, how that gets played out. uh, We're going to see in the coming hours. And so stay with us here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.